Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. There could have been multiple parts of my discussion with Victor on his channel. These are outtakes. Victor and I enjoyed our time together, and I hope it was helpful for him and for you and for anybody else. It was helpful for me <laughs> to go back down memory lane and think about how these things happened. So here it is. The 582 Montgomery was sold for a limited time, but you had to enroll in their 582 membership, and that was a $199 fee. That gives you an opportunity now to purchase certain sets if you act fast, right? And so the Tops Advent, this was, oddly enough, a 20-card set, released one card for each day of the week for four weeks, excluding weekends, of course. And you had only 24 hours to purchase this card. So this card of soda was available on December 15, 2018, and you only had 24 hours to purchase it if you paid the $199 fee. Brooklyn Collection, offered also through the 582 Montgomery Club, available for only one week. It was five cards per box, available for $1,000 per box price tag. And of course, Throwback Thursday, also available for one week with a print-to-order concept. All these are plastered with the rookie card logo, but we had something similar in the 90s with stadium club members only. What was some thinking behind those back then? It's the same path you're going down here. I'm wondering if some of your viewers and listeners are not saying, hey, I want to get some of those Juan Soto cards. Sure. You can get them in the secondary market, perhaps. But originally, you had to pay a membership fee, then pay for the product. Even though in some of those, there was some randomness to it. But in most cases, if you want it, you just pay the price. What it makes for is that at some point, Victor, the logical extension is that tops can print to demand direct consumer rookie cards. They don't even have to do a 660 card set. They could just say, do you want a Juan Soto rookie card? But any of the current rookie cards, they could just put them in one of these programs and then they can print to demand. Again, that's not the spirit of the way rookie cards were intended. Every man has an equal chance to it. So again, I agree with you in principle, but the horses left the barn. If you look at those cards, a big part of the marketing and the allure of those ancillary sets, there's a slightly different design. And But if it's a player in their rookie year, they don't want to call it a rookie year card. They want to call it a rookie card. But if people were more set collectors or were more purists, they would be going stronger for the more traditionally defined rookie card. But right now, Victor, that's not happening. They're, right, they're right. still getting premiums for those cards. But people are unaware. We have been lulled to sleep, per se. And those principles and standards have been rejected or thrown to the side and disregarded. But well, in the 90s, why didn't the stadium club members only have the RC? designation well, it's just as you said yeah. in the traditional definition they weren't pack pulled okay they were nationally available victor trying to have a marketing campaign to educate people but the best thing that educates people is losing money <laughs> <laughs> if they buy those cards because they think they are fully legitimate rookie cards it might be that the popular opinion does change I'm trying to say hey those aren't true rookie cards in your mind. But if they start having a dip in price because of that, if more people say, hey, you know what? Anybody could have gotten that card. So I don't think I want to pay a premium for those. And then the price falls. 
Now you've got the attention to me. Why did it fall? It wasn't really a traditional rookie card in the established sense. The problem, Victor, is the opposite. It's the price decreases have been in the base rookie cards. No one denies those are legitimate rookie cards. But the big price drops in the last couple of years have been base rookie cards, not in these parallel and ancillary sets. And that's problematic because it's going the opposite direction of the purist that you're saying. On the other hand, if they stabilize, in fact, the reason people went to them is because they were widely traded, widely accepted, but there's so many of them out there. I'm trying to record the evolution of the rookie card and how we've gone from back then to how it is today. I know that not all rookie cards are created equal. There's some that are stronger than others. There's some that are more traditional than others. There's some that are way out there, real scarce. And I don't have a problem with that type of thing. I really don't. I like them. These cards that I showed you of Juan Soto, I love them. I really do. I wouldn't mind having them for my PC. But I'm going to call them rookie year cards. And I'm not going to identify them as rookie cards. But I'm a dying dinosaur, a purist collector. What would you tell them about today's hop? They're really a purist collector. They probably ought to stay vintage. <laughs> Because the consternation of swimming against the current, when you're talking about the 2,800 and some Shohei rookie cards, or at least that say RC on them, let's say, people want the tough ones. They want the ones that people are going to ooh and ah about. And that probably is not a base rookie card, unless it's a black label BGS 10 kind of thing. But the established rookie that we can all accept, that no one disagrees with, is just considered too mundane. That's sad because King writes, hey, I've got his rookie card, and yet they wanted the most expensive one, which because it's hardest to get, but it wasn't really hard to get. You didn't have to buy any packs. You just had to have enough money. The democratic aspect of the hobby that I love so much is that the dad and the son can compete. They can each buy a pack if it's a buck or two or 10 or 20 even. The dad's not going to have any advantage. They each buy a pack. A kid can see what he gets, and he might get something better than his dad. Yeah. Nowadays, with these other ones, it's not that. It's that the dad can afford, or some wealthy young people, there's some kids that have a lot of money in their pocket these days, they can buy in the secondary market some of these uh, rookies that are, again, we're there's no chance a kid that's not rich could get it. You're not going to find them in the dollar boxes. You're going to find them under glass. The other problem you're fighting against is that breaking, I think, is here to stay. And this is a huge part of the allure of breakers, that you can get a rookie card. It's not just a good card or just a game used or autographed. And look at the sales sheets by Tops and Panini and Upper Deck. Here are the rookie cards that are in there. And it's liberally defined, Victor. I don't I deny that. But they regard that. And that was the pitch. For me, we'll sell more cards. The hobby will be stronger if there's a broader definition of the rookie card. And what they wanted to emphasize, which was short-sighted, because these were mainly the Major League Baseball Players Association people, we want to match it up with rookie status, the rookie of the year opportunities and so many at-bats and appearances and things like that, and that you show up on a card. And so it all sounded good, except it was all toward liberalizing the definition, which they thought would increase the size of the hobby. And the hobby is bigger now, but as a final point, it's more confusing than it ever has been. Yeah, and to yeah. just look at the card, and if it says RC, then it's an RC. 
is not knowledgeable. If you don't understand how something was distributed, you don't really understand how to assess value. So the liberalization of it all is leaning towards anything that was created in the rookie year is a rookie card, whether it be a no. subset, insert, base, doesn't matter. No. It's all rookie. No. Okay. Worse than I'm okay that. with that. Worse than that. There are cards that have RC that came out the next year <laughs> because they're late issue things. So yeah. it used to be that the rookie card really was the first one that chronologically came out. So if you had a regular issue set and then you had an extended set that came out later in the year, or you had a rookie card and some of those ultra sets, all the sports had two series. The first series had a rookie card and then they put the same guy in the second series. And that really shouldn't be a rookie card, except that difference has been lost because it yeah. is still in the rookie year. But it's not the first card, his first appearance in that set. That's also been glossed over. It gets worse than that, because in these cases, and some of these were the first series and the second series of the same year, the first series card did not have him in the full uniform. Right. And then the second series did. I used to get the hate mail, too, Victor. And it's, <laughs> how can you call this rookie card? And like Mariano Rivera, he didn't even look like a player, much less have a uniform right. on. Right. And he went on to great distinction. They were looking for the first card. And then Mark McGuire, 85, at Olympic. Yeah. It needs to be the first card nationally distributed in a pack in a major league uniform. And yeah. perhaps appearing on the field in some way as well. Again, a lot of things in our world have been more liberalized and, and yeah. moved away from purity. And right. everybody's got an opinion. And purists should have their opinion as well. You know, what I would tell purists today, and I love yours, just stick to vintage then, if that's the case. Well, the farther you go back, the less problem there is. I consider myself a purist collector. And I really, I have a little bit of vintage. I don't have a lot of vintage. I love the 80s and 90s. But as a purist, I've had to understand the hobby has evolved. And there are things that be mean-spirited when communicating with ultra-modern collectors. I think... That's why we're getting some of these remarks, because some of us are being flat out rude, and we should be advocates of teaching rather than advocates beating people down because they believe a certain way. And that's something that I've really lightened up on. When I first started making content, I was probably a little harsh around the edges, but I've really tried to soften that up a little bit because I know I've been misunderstood, criticized, rejected, only because I stood for what I believe in. But... The hobby has evolved. Things are changing every day, and I have to be flexible. But at the same time, that flexibility is going to give me a wealth of wisdom in the hobby because I'm going to understand where it was and where it's at now. And I have this broad breadth scope of hobby that I understand. If you had a chance to talk to ultra-modern collectors about purist collectors, what would you say to them? First of all, let me clarify that it's not just vintage. It's probably anything before 2005, 2005 before they yeah. put the RC logo on there. And so that's uh, if you stay before 2005, you don't really have the same level of problem there with the pro proliferation of these, uh, not just parallels, but anything in that year being an RC. When I'm looking at a dollar box, I can find lots of good rookies, but not since 2005. Because then the dealer doesn't put it in the dollar box. If he can see it has the RC on it, they're going to put it in a better box. But the dollar box is going to have some pretty good rookies because the yeah. dealer doesn't know that it's a rookie card if it's before 2005. That's one of the reasons I've 
dig in there because I think if it's a rookie card, I'll buy it for a dollar. It's worth a lot more, but they just missed it. The thought of the people that wanted to move this way is that it's going to make it easier, but they really are not making it easier. Don't get mad at them because they're voluntarily not pursuing cards that you want, thereby not driving up the price further. Okay, If everybody accepted this very broad definition of rookie cards, then it would further inflate those prices of these sets, the Montgomery clubs and things like that. But there's enough people that think like you, and I don't know if it's a silent majority or a silent minority, who are saying, I'm not going to pay big bucks for that. That holds the price down for some of those. Yeah. They lowered the price of Montgomery Club this year. Okay. And that means something. I'm not giving you the credit for that, but if the premiums are not as high now that Montgomery Club is well established, a lot of track record, they're nice cards. They're good cards. Again, for your player collector, you just want to get all the cards of that player. Right. And you want to pay the going rate or less than the going rate. So I just say lighten up. If somebody says, hey, you can't, you don't have to be flexible. You can collect any way you want to. Now, right. if you're, the only problem you're going to get into is you tell other people how to hobby. Right. Now, I don't think you are. It's just like I was talking to somebody who say, I don't hate modern cards. I just like vintage better. Mike Moynihan, I was on his show. He said, what would you say to people that are modern and think this is no good? I said, why don't you talk? I don't hate modern cards. I just like vintage cards better. And people can be the other way around. I like the new shiny stuff better than mm -hmm. the old stuff. And so right. you say each to their own. Right. But in the older stuff, Victor, there's not the ambiguity of rookie cards. When people are hitting on you, it's not good to hit back because they just have their opinion. You're probably not going to change their mind unless the price starts going down. And Victor, the Montgomery Club, they've lowered the price. And so it might be that Montgomery Club better rookies sell for less of a premium going yeah. forward. And if that happens, then it's going to prove your point that it's a disputed rookie card. It's an RC question mark. Yeah. My vernacular from almost 40 years ago. Yeah, I've been flexible in the aspect of parallel rookie cards. At first, I was opposed to them because that had never been the standard. But now, looking at the way the hobby has evolved, listening to people who leave me comments, logically, the parallel rookie believe is here to stay. I had to accept that and make the changes on my end to change my verbiage on that aspect.